Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode three of The Summit. My name is Mr. Grimm. And I'm Paparazzi, entrepreneur extraordinaire. And Wayne. Good morning, everybody. And today we actually have a special episode for you because Mr. Wayne here is going to be leading the front. Tell us what we're going to be talking about today, Mr. Wayne. Well, we're going to be discussing credit and um, what it is and a lot of different things that, I guess, align with it. Mm-hmm. Fundamentals, I guess. All right. So, for you, <clears throat> excuse me, for you entrepreneurs out there, this is a very important thing to remember because you need good credit to get good loans and things like that. So, this is very important for you people who are looking to get your business out there. So, let's start with the first part, Wayne. What is credit? Well, um, strong definition will be credit is uh, credit is created when one party receives resources from another without pay, without immediate payment or repayment. Um, but basically, credit is essentially a promise to pay for something of value later, typically with interest charged by the lender. Okay. And uh, what's a good example of that? Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, well, the thing about something being a good example of credit is like there's so many different types for different entities. So, like, what do you mean? Like, towards you as an individual or like an entity like a company? A uh, person. A person, well, one of the easiest things that most people can align with would be like a credit card. But even that, even that is like a a specific type of credit. That mm-hmm. we're gonna, we, I guess I can we can get more in de- into detail about what a credit card is compared to the other types of credit individuals can get. But mm-hmm. yeah, credit card would be an easy off off the top answer for that. Right. And so, what is like one of the big benefits of having credit, like good credit? One of the big benefits of having good credit as far as a credit score. Yeah. Um, well, you you essentially are leveraging your your honesty, who you are. And with a good credit score, like entities, uh, banks, uh, companies, or anybody that has resources to give, they would see your credit score. And mm-hmm. they would be more inclined to give it to you based on a higher credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, usually the other way around. If, if, if the best way to look at a credit score, um, realistically, would be if, you, if imagine if you were trying to get a loan, um, not necessarily just like a loan, but like you're leveraging your house, right? Your house would technically be the credit. You're, you, so they don't need to look up a credit score for you mm-hmm. if they want to give you money against your house. But a, a, a loan based on credit is money against your history. I see. You see what I mean? In that right. situation, it'd be a secure, uh, was, um, not secure, but uh, and, yeah, secure credit, right? Having a house basically as your collateral. Yes. Okay, so with that being said, let's go over the different types of credit. You want to see? Okay. Um, Alright. Um, let's see. You mean different types of loans? Or? No, different types of credit, like um, there's installment credits, service credits, Secure credits, unsecure credits, or yeah, unsecure loan would be. So, okay. for example, like the installment, installment credit would be like um, a student loan, personal loan, or anything where you have to pay, you know, installments on it until you pay it off, and then then you're good. And then you have revolving credit. Um, revolving credit would be like money that you can use as soon as it's paid up. Um, you can use it again. 
So like a credit card. So let's say you have a $5,000 credit limit on your credit card. You can only use up $5,000. Once you pay off that $5,000, you have $5,000 worth of credit again. And right. whatever you pay back, you have that to use again. So that'd be revolving credit. Then you have um, secure secure credit. Um, like we mentioned, the home being your collateral. So basically secure credit is if you don't have the money to pay back your um, loan, then you can use, they will take your collateral to pay off your loan. Right. So you're you're kind of good, but not good because you know you default it sort of. So that's pretty much the different types. Five different types. It might be might be more. Well, <clears throat> it, to be honest, it, there's, there's 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 like different levels to it because a lot of those um, fall under each other. Yeah, yeah. Have, secure and unsecure. Right. Yeah. So you have revolving and you have open credit lines and then you have installments that go underneath revolving and and so on and so forth. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's like subgroups and groups and all that. So <clears throat> let's let's create a scenario, right? Let's say for me, I'm this new upcoming entrepreneur mm-hmm. and I want to start a business, mm-hmm. right? And I don't have a lot of money to my name, but I'm let's say I just turned 21. I've never had a credit card in my life, I, but I've always, you know, I've had bills, phone bills, uh, rent, whatever the case may be. I, I've paid my dues, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to go out and start a business, and I need money to fund my business. Now, we've already talked about how to fund your business without money, but in this situation, let's assume that you want to use debt to get rich. This is one of Robert Kiyosaki's uh, amazing things on how to get rich by using other people's money, essentially using loans and debt because it's not your money you're using it from someone else and then theoretically you can like triple or quadruple that amount and then you've already paid off your loan and the rest is essentially you know your net income so so you want to get a loan right so if i wanted to get a loan and i was 18 or 21 Mm. right as an adult Mm. how much credit would somebody of that age be allowed to like what would their credit score be and how much money is is there like a, a specific window like a you, if you're this young, you probably can get up to like your maximum could be a five thousand dollar loan. Or do you guys know that? Um, if you're, you say you'd be you'd be paying bills at this point already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should already have a credit. Okay, so your uh, credit is not just based uh, off of applying for a credit card. It's based off of your actual like your history of, of payments. Because payment paying a bill is a part of credit. It's um, installment credit. I see. So uh, I, I guess I'll let Wayne take that one. No, you're right on the money. You can go ahead and finish. All right. So basically, since you're paying bills, I'm assuming they're with you know large companies, mm-hmm. and the companies they're they're um, telling the they're, they're basically reporting everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you're you're gathering credit every time you pay your bills on time. Because if you don't pay your bills on time, they're going to if it gets to to about 180 days, they're going to send it to collections. That's going to affect you negatively. So you have credit. Um, and if you're paying your bills on time, you should have decent credit. And like we mentioned before, there's five different types of credit. So you really kind of have to um, use all those different types of credit to get the maximum credit score. So if you're only paying bills, you can you'll probably have a decent credit score, not a max credit score because, you know, you're not do, using the other types of um, credit. So you will probably have a average if you want to go get a credit card it's your, if it's your first credit card you probably have like the lowest credit limit like five thousand or something like that um unless you have some other stuff unless you have like a, a car note um maybe a mortgage or something like that so yeah someone 
about, you said, 18 to 21 mm-hmm. that's paying bills for X amount of years, they should be able to get a credit card with about an average to low credit limit. Dragon. Okay, so here's another question. In the same vein, let's say I, let's say I already have that credit card, right? I've got decent credit, and I have just decided I want to be an entrepreneur, and I want to get a loan. What kind of loans are there, and what loans do you think would be best to take for things like starting a business? But I guess let's go back. What kind of loans are there? Um, okay, uh, there's principal and there's interest loans. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you have like one second. You have I have a lot of notes here. Um, there's principal interest loans. Um, no, there's principal and then there's interest on a loan. There's different types of loans, but like it, when it comes down to loans, there's so many different parts to loans, especially when it comes to business um, business loans or anything of that nature because you have secured loans and you have the unsecured loans. Okay. And these are based, that's like we said, on collateral and your credit. But then under these loans, you have different subcategories and subcategories to that. And so when it comes around the best, you, you have to like know the combination of what each one would be. So mm-hmm. you want to go down that? So I... Um, go down that list of all the different types because... I, I guess that's the question. It. It's basically secure and unsecure loans. Okay. And um, you can... Depends on what you want to get a loan for. So if you want to get a house, a loan for a house, then you're probably going to be getting a secure loan because... No, no, no. I'm sorry. An unsecure loan. If you want to get like a car, you might get a secure loan, right? No, 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 no. Um, those, those are installments. Those, those are installment type loans. So it's like the loan is going to be set amount with preterm payment structure. So it's like mortgages, auto loans, all those types. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of. It's not necessarily a secure loan. Secure loan is just you leveraging something. So for like, again, if if you give the bank the authority to possibly get something if you don't pay your money. That's just what a secure loan yeah, is. Yeah, collateral. Yeah, so like when you get, um, so when you say you getting a loan on this car, you're not necessarily, I guess, putting your car up. Mm-hmm. It's like the bank don't look at it that way. It's not really theirs or yours yet. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're using your car as collateral, mm-hmm. they put a lien on your car. Right. So they kind of own your car. Right. And to you pay off your loan. Right. If you don't pay off your loan, they come and they repossess your car. Right. Okay. And then um, with the house, how? what would you put up for a house? What do you mean? Like what kind of collateral would they look for if you're getting a house? If it's, if it's a secured loan? Mm-hmm. To get a house, like what do they what do they usually look for when you're getting a, a house? Really, when they what they look for when they look when they're looking to get credit from anybody is um, the three C's. I think I talked to you. I think I mentioned in the bullets was um, capability, cap- capacity, cap- uh, collateral, um, capital, condition, and I think character. If not three, the five C's. Those are the things they look for. And on the characters, like who are you? What's your reputation? And how do you make money, basically? So, so, real quick to interject, if I were to get a loan, do they actually look at how much money, like would they look at my bank statements, for example, to figure out what kind of loan they would deem appropriate to give me? Because they're like, let's say, for example, I make, uh, I don't know, $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And then, so that would basically say I work, I make $24,000 a year. So the bank could say, okay, based off of this knowledge, we know that you can make $24,000 a year. You obviously have your own expenses to pay for. So you qualify for like, I don't know, a $50,000 loan with a certain percent interest rate that you have to pay back within like five, 10 years. Is that how it works? Is that how it would work or am I missing something? I mean, that's more or less how it would go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it comes down to like um, this, because like, they look at, if you're looking for a company or a business loan, they'll do that because they understand, they might work with you on that, understanding that you're like, like a student loan. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like you're, you're putting up the capability to earn money later. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Right. And so that's what they would consider. So again, it comes out to character, like, what do you do? Why you? What are you trying to do with the, the, the business? How legit is this? Mm-hmm. Do, do we, should we feel secure in your capabilities to get this business started? That's that's what it goes down to when it comes to like open, starting a business. Um, right. You see okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, and to, to add to that, when you're doing getting a business loan, they usually want you to have a business plan. So basically, you have to explain to them, this is my business and this is how I plan on making money. This is why I think it's going to work and how much money I plan to make in the future based on these schematics. And then um, they they look at it like, okay, that sounds like it makes sense. You're probably going to make money, so here's your loan. Or it might work, it might not work. Here's your loan, here's your interest rate. It's super high because you might not make That's it. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. Interest rates. When you start to... When you start when you start looking for a unsecured loan, which that would be, it would be based off of your person, right. which would be credit, um, or whatever you show them, your business plan, it will come with high interest rates. Okay. When you look at something with collateral, it comes with lower interest rates. So Okay, so let, let me go back and let's try to simplify this. So a secured loan is a loan that the bank already has a guarantee that even if you do not pay back the money, <clears throat> they will essentially make it they will get their value. value back, whether it's through your assets, like a house, a car, your business, for example, you can obviously do things like that. Um, and then an unsecured loan is that the bank has no guarantee whatsoever that you are going to pay back this money. So so you have to have a interest rate attached to this. And it, depending on your credit, it is higher or lower based on that credit score. Well, you can have an interest rate either way. Right, right. Yeah. Because right. the, the bank's got to make money somehow, yeah. right? right? But generally... Um, with the secured, you still pay the interest rate, but if you just cannot, if you, as you say, default, they will just repossess whatever assets you've already put in there as your collateral. You're guaranteed that you can pay back the money. And then for the unsecure, they just increase the interest rates to make sure that they will essentially get their money back regardless. Mm-hmm. And based on how good your credit score is, those interest rates can go from like 2% to like 15 to 20%. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how the highest interest rate is so far? I, I couldn't even tell you. No, yeah, I don't even think I want to know. I've been told that because of like inflation, credit card specifically, I think is like almost fifteen percent. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, but it, when you when you're starting out getting lo- getting your credit established, you're gonna have to deal with those high interest rates. Yeah, but if you're good with spending, if you're good with paying off your debts, interest rates shouldn't even matter to you mm-hmm. because it's it's never really going to affect you. If you pay things off right away, it should never affect you. All right. That's, that's how you should essentially use, like, um, unsecured loans. But there's also um, credit you can get from, like, a person 
Just like, for instance, Bill. Oh, yeah, like that. tacking on to somebody else's? Not like, necessarily. It's not necessarily looking at credit or, um, or credit in the sense of, like, the number or credit or in the sense of a loan. It could be services, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, for instance, we, you just said it about like bills. Utilities. Like, utilities. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. That, that's, that's technically credit. Like, you're getting their electricity and you're giving them back value mm-hmm. um, for something you already used. Right. But, you see what I'm saying? Um, that's a different terminology for that type of uh, situation, but more or less, it's like you know you have your value for value, and then you have your um, what would you call that? I guess like service for value, you okay. know. But right. just to go back to what Adam said before about like uh, the collateral versus no collateral. So if you default on a collateral loan, a loan with collateral, they'll, of course, repossess or, you know, foreclose on your house or whatever it is that you use for collateral. But if you don't have collateral, they'll just take it to court and and they could handle it that way, which is probably worse. You know, actually, it is worse because obviously they're not getting their money. They have to take it to court. There's court fees and all that. But they you'll be liable for most exactly. That's that's worst case scenario, though. Like yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like that's how they get their money. Right. Because I know people probably wonder, like, well, if I don't have a collateral, then I'm good. I just if I don't pay, then I just kind of run away. But it's not that simple. There's the the, and there's the part where I try to um, that that this this is where I I get excited about trying to help fix the credit because what happens is that credit report is a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So before they take you to court, before they push it that far, it, I'm more likely when they think they take it that far, it has to be some crazy number that you owe them. has to be something on that level yeah. for them to spend that money in court. But um, usually what they do, there's these collections agencies. Yeah. Those are, so let, let me interject because ahead. this is actually a, a quick life story. When I was... 18, I think, my aunt was like, it's time for you to get a bank account. So mm. she took me to Wells Fargo. I'm going to be honest, dude, Wells Fargo is not great. Um, they have really bad rates, but I guess they're just like old-fashioned reliable. I use Navy Fed because I'm a Marine, so we have access to that stuff. But I, they had some kind of overdraft protection, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because essentially what, what happened was, let's say, for example, I had like $50 in my bank account and I used my debit card to pay for something that was $60. Not only did I not get what I wanted, the, it was denied, but now I owe the bank $125 because it was like every dollar over the amount you owe the bank. But I was like, I didn't even get the, the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you literally took my money and now I, I owe you money and I didn't, and I got nothing for it. Mm-hmm. So I owed Wells Fargo something like $125, right? Which, mind you, is, is quite minimal. This is why there was no court issue, but I never paid that debt because I was 18 years old. I didn't know. I just waited four years, joined the Marine Corps, and then I created a Navy Fed debt. And by that point, I had already completely forgotten about it. And that's when I found out my credit score was really low because that went to a debt collector, mm-hmm. right? So they paid that off, and in response to paying that debt, I my credit suffered severely. Right. So, but that's my quick story on that's the one thing about credit I'm a little bit familiar with is unfortunately the debt. Mm-hmm. The thing about debt collection agencies though, man, is like it it's so not legit. That's that's the yeah. crazy thing. It's yeah. so not legit. It's not supposed to happen even. It's really not supposed to exist because basically when you use an Adam story, Mr. Grimm story, rather, uh you, when you got this debt that you got from Wells Fargo, you said for $125, I think you said, right? Something like that, All yeah. right. 
when this went into when this went on into the debt, technically as a debt, you let it it just was there. Debt collector, they or I guess and usually different entities, companies have their trusted debt collectors that they work through. So they more likely they um Wells Fargo probably hit up, you know, let's say um ABC debt collectors. Let's call them that ABC debt collectors. They hit them up and they were like, look man, we have and usually what happens is Debt isn't even selling on an individual thing. It's usually like, a hey, whole package. They sell a whole package of everybody's debt that they got for oh, a certain number. Usually, it's a lot less pennies than, or a dollar than what the debt actually is, and they sell it to the debt collectors, and the debt collectors tick by that debt in hopes of cutting of collecting on the entire debt from those who owe the money. Now, the the thing where I say it's so not legit is that. When you, this debt that you had was to Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. That's whose name was on the paper. Mm -hmm. Your name was on the paper, right. Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. You don't Who owe them. ABC debt yeah. right. You don't so owe them. Why so. are they even, uh, you hold on. Wells Fargo ain't hit me up for this money. Mm -hmm. But that, that, but remember you said it was like, it's fraudulent? Yeah. And that's how they get you. Because what happens is, Wells Fargo will talk to ABC Debt Collector and they'll say, hey, I got all these people who haven't paid their debt in over 180 days. I need to write this off on my taxes as a, a total loss mm -hmm. and I will give you all these debts. This person, for example, say owes me $1,000, but I'll give you this, I'll give you their debt like basically for like 20 bucks. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, I'll give you 20 bucks. Here's your 20 bucks. So now, Wells Fargo's getting 20 bucks instead of nothing because he's not getting your, the money from you because obviously you're not yeah. paying for 180 days. So he'll take the $20. And then ABC Debt Collector's like, okay, cool. I'm going to say I'm Wells Fargo now. And then I'm going to call this person and say that, hey, this is Wells Fargo. We need to collect on this debt. And that's how they get you because they, they'll pretend to be Wells Fargo. So that's, that part right there, was, that's, that's where you skip the line. They don't even say that Wells Fargo. They actually call you and they identify your debt yeah. to you and, and let you fill in the blanks. Yeah, so and like, once you admit it, then yeah, you're, you're they, screwed. They usually call. They usually don't do um, like any other forms of communication with you. They'll usually call you. And when they call you, They'll hit you like, hey, uh, Mr. Grimm, so $125 you owed to Wells Fargo a while back, correct? All this is true information. Mm -hmm. Mr. Grimm remembers $125 he owed to Wells Fargo. This is all real. So Which who else would it? know that but Wells Fargo? Yeah. And who else would be on the phone with me talking about Wells Fargo that other than Wells Fargo? But now this, what you don't know is that this... It's recorded. Being recorded. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know all about that. And they're like, so what are you, are you planning to pay this debt? Um, yeah, 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 I, I am going to pay y'all. You just admit it. You just admit yep. you're going to pay ABC. So now, right there. That's, now, that's, that's now you owe them. That's a contract. Yeah. And now you actually do owe them. You can't yeah. just say you don't know them. I see. Yeah. Well, I guess I must have like a bullet because they never called me. I yeah. think what happened is after a while, the I probably had lost my phone because, again, I was like not making a whole lot of money as yeah. a kid. Uh, I lost my phone, so they probably had no way to get in contact with me. Well, and maybe they just were like, dude, this is a loss. That's like, one possibility. The other possibility is because, like Wayne said, they don't sell individuals' debts, like one person. They're not going to just go, here's Grimm's debt. They're right. going to be like, here is 50 people, mm -hmm. and Grimm is in there. And Grimm owes $150. We don't care about that. We're worried about this guy who owes $10,000 in this package of people. Uh, see, yeah. So we're not worried about you. If we get to use because we already got the money from everybody else and mm -hmm. we're just 
kind of bored at this point. We're just right. going for the lower numbers now. That's probably why it was. They probably didn't care to. No, that could have, yeah, that could definitely have been something as well. You, usually stays, but like all in all, really, when it comes down to something like that, if it starts to affect your credit, which it will, that's your opportunity as a uh, USA citizen right. to call call BS on that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, call, hit them up. You know, uh, you have to use uh, US mail, though. And uh, you basically ask for a um, debt inquiry. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like they have to respond within 30 to 60 days. And mm-hmm. if they don't, then you can basically call fraud. Yeah. And if they do, and if they do send this this inquiry, this information, it's gonna be Wells Fargo's name on the top of the paper with your name on mm-hmm. signed, which is still fraud. Y'all aren't Wells Fargo, and with that, you basically don't have to pay anything. Now it can turn into something bigger, not necessarily from them to you, but from you to them. You could actually sue for. Uh, Basically, I forgot what it's called, but like that, like destroying your character. What's it called? Defamation of character. Defamation. You can, yeah, you can, you can, you can sue for defamation of character because what they did mess with your credit. And your credit score is a a number placed on your character to pay your debts. So that you didn't really owe this. You you might have owed this money, but not to them. Yeah. So by putting that on there, it hurt your character, your number, mm-hmm. and boom. You can actually for defamation of character and actually get paid, and your, your yeah. credit will get fixed. Yeah, but so, um, bottom line is you don't have to pay a debt collector mm-hmm. because you don't owe them anything. And yeah. two, of course, you you um, enter into a legal binding verbal contract mm-hmm. and you admit to your faults. Um, but with that being said, it's not good to not pay people. Right. So let's hopeful. Let's hope that your stuff doesn't ever go to debt collectors. Don't, don't get to that point. Don't basically. sign up for things you can't pay for. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's uh, put a pin on that one. Not put a pin, but let's harp yeah. on that specifically. We're here to teach you on how to get good credit, not how to get out of get a, out, out of a bad situation <laughs> yeah. that you put yourself in. If you created this massive debt, like be a grown up, pay your dues. Get yourself back out there, learn from your mistakes, and don't try to find every loophole and whatever. However, this is obviously information because, again, Mr. Grimm, as a kid, he made plenty of mistakes. I ran into the situation where I was in debt, and I actually let uh, some debt collector collect my money, and it ruined my credit. So I don't want you to be in that situation. Uh, but if that situation ever gets to you where your your debt is collected or given to a debt collection agency, just know what the situation is and how to properly handle it. So let's um, get back on track. So we talked about what is credit. Let's talk about what is a credit score. Basically, like I said earlier, um, a credit score is a numerical figure that they put together using different, you know, combinations of stuff. Honestly, I don't, I don't know in depth the different, like the the, the metrics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they put. I was going to ask, like, what what is the highest credit score? Like, what's the highest number? Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Eight fifty is the lowest. Highest. Is what three hundred, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. three hundred to eight fifty is basically what a credit score is, mm-hmm. and it's based off, like you said, the metrics, which is based off character, the character, history of pain. Yeah. Okay. Your spending and your payments. All kinds of things. Yeah. So I have another question, uh, and maybe you know this. A while back, and this is fairly recent, maybe like five six years ago, I wanted to buy a car and so I I took out what was called a personal not a personal, personal probably personal loan <clears throat> for a car loan 
It was something like that. I can't remember specifically what it is, but because here's the thing. I had $10,000 in my savings account, right, that I could use to buy this car. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, let's just do that, take all the money out and pay for the car. But they suggested that I do some kind of loan where it's like, they use my own money. I, I secure. Uh, secure I pull out my own money and I pay the bank interest from using my own money. Yeah. And by doing so, it would build your credit. Build my credit. I forget what kind of loan this is, but I was like, the bank is literally not giving me any money. They're giving me the money that I already have, and I have to. The I guess the caveat was like, here's your ten thousand dollars. You are basically like saying that by doing this, you have to pay back the $10,000. You have to put another $10,000 back in your savings account within a certain amount of time. And then we're gonna have this low interest rate to just kind of make sure that you're on track with with doing it. So essentially I was paying the bank yeah. to like keep me on my toes to put money back into my savings account so I can get back to that $10,000 threshold. Yeah. So basically like different places have different names for all the things they do. Like I think you said you were in Navy Federal, right? Yeah. Um, I'm getting, are you familiar with the active duty checking account? Yeah, I, yeah I promise you Wells Fargo got that. You right. see what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. What, so whatever the name of the loan was that you got more likely has a name under whoever you went to, but more or less in the bare bones of it, you got a secure a secure personal loan from what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And um, the best thing to, to connect that to would be like a secure credit card where you basically put a hold on all of your assets and all your assets would be the collateral. Mm -hmm. It's like a house, basically. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now what they try, just like they, the person who suggested it to you, they actually really try to help you out. What they're trying to do is tell you to build your credit up instead of, and a lot of times, that was actually a really smart idea. Now I'm thinking about it. usually if it was me or if I would have suggested this to anybody else without knowledge, I have I'll tell them, look, get a loan from the bank, spend the bank's money, keep your money, and you can pay that back whenever you do. But if you use your own money as collateral, you get low interest rates right. for the same loan. Um, and you, you just build credit from that. So, like, basically, you got secure uh, uh, personal loan. Okay, I, so, I, I, so I, I didn't even know that was possible. So, so yeah, cool. all fancy titles excluded. Secured. It's essentially just a secured person. Yeah, loan. and and uh, what to break down even further is, cool. if you ever had like a, go to the store and get like a prepaid card or like mm -hmm. a gift card, right? You put money onto that card, and then that's how much is on that card, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of that's how kind of a secure credit card works. It's basically a prepaid card. You get a card, and you say, "I want a five thousand dollar credit limit." So I'm putting five thousand dollars onto this card. So now I have five thousand dollars on this card. So I can spend $1,000, now I have $4,000 credit on here. Mm -hmm. But this is all my money, and I just pay back that money, and it's all my money anyway. Mm -hmm. So, but what you're doing is, instead of, like a regular credit card, the bank will give you $5,000. That's not your money. You can spend it, though, because you're borrowing it. But when you have a secure card, it's, it is actually your money. So they're, they're seeing how you spend money um, and how you pay it back. And they're not liable. They're not like taking any risks because I see. Yeah, that's all your money. Yeah, so own. basically, yeah, that's what they made you do. Is they made you pay for a car using that money, but but you put that money somewhere and said, "This is my loan." Mm -hmm. Essentially, you're turning your own money from cash into credit. Yeah, I see. Basically, yeah. So something I like to do all the time is whenever I pay off my credit cards, mm -hmm. I'll pay more than I owe. Mm -hmm. So. 
my credit card, when I go look at my credit card, there's like a green number. Yeah, it's like $50 because I paid $50 more than I owe. So now my credit limit, let's say my credit limit is $5,000, but I paid, bought some stuff and I paid over and I paid $1,000 over. So now my credit limit is $6,000. Mm-hmm. But that $1,000 is, is my money. And the other 5000 is the bank's money. I see. It's interesting. Okay, so here's my other question. This might be the last question I have so far. Is is there a best way to build credit? And if so, what is it? Uh, I don't think there's a best way. I think it's it's um, there's, situational. There's okay. strategies. Okay. Yeah. But it, 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 there's strategies, but of course it still comes down to these. These aren't necessarily... <clears throat> there's strategies that are trying to figure out how to maneuver through the things that you've done already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to, to build good credit. If you didn't do anything to hinder yourself, there's not necessarily a best way to build credit. It's just build it, basically. So, theoretically speaking, if Paparazzi and I had a 500 credit score, we both took out a $1,000 loan from Mm -hmm. the bank, um, and maybe there were different versions of it, like maybe he got a secured and I got an unsecured, so different interest rates and stuff like that, and we all paid it off at the exact same time, would our credit score potentially be the same? Or do you think because of the types of loans we no, get, no. it increases your credit more or less? I think, well, go ahead. Um, it wouldn't be the same because of everything else. You know, he said uh, the five C's. So mm-hmm. we have certain things in common, like we had the same credit score. Um, you used collateral or didn't or whichever way it was. But there's also... Do I have a mortgage? Do you have a mortgage? Exactly. Have you ever got a personal loan before? Have you ever gotten a personal loan before? Um, how are you paying your bills? Like, do you pay them um, on time? Do you pay your credit minimum? Uh, do do you pay the minimum amount on your credit cards, or do you pay the pay it all off at once? There's so many different factors in, involved. Like, just you can't just um, the things that we have in common aren't enough. There's way more. There's way more things that we don't have in common that was going to affect the overall credit score at the end of the day. Okay. Um, Just one other thing that you kind of talked about, and I I heard this from somebody, but I just don't know if it's true. I was told that it is better in terms of building credit, mind you, it is better to do the minimum amount of payment on your credit card versus paying it all off. That's horrible. That's not true? That's the It's not not bad when it comes to paying, to to building your credit because you're basically giving you're basically giving money away, though. That's that's, that's the problem. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It will build your credit, but essentially, you're not paying anything on the um, on the the yeah yeah the, the main. I forgot what I just said it, but it's not the interest. You're paying interest, basically. Yeah. That's all you're paying. So, but would it build more credit than if I no if, no? So it's the exact same. So if I had a five hundred dollar, I spent five hundred bucks on my credit card, and you know my this balance five hundred dollars, I can pay. 500 or I can pay the minimum which so is like, like 25 bucks, bucks yeah. and my credit score would basically go up the same well not necessarily the reason they wouldn't just the, the, what you want to do is you, when you get a credit card or a loan or anything there's usually a predetermined especially depending on the loan it is but it's a predetermined determined amount of money you're supposed to be spending mm-hmm. per month and that's when they expect you to pay it by a certain date right. so that it, basically they already have an idea of whoever's looking at it already have an idea of what your credit score will be if you paid it off based on the predetermined plan right if you're just paying minimum payments on a credit card technically you could get a potentially higher credit score than someone who paid their credit card off 
the way they planned it out simply because you have a long history of payment. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So because you're consistently paying um, the the interest only and not necessarily what you actually spent, you never paid any of your actual like debt off. So when you finally pay it off, you have a longer history of paying on this debt, mm-hmm. which would turn out to be in your favor. Now, based, but unfortunately, what's more important? What, what you, you gave more money away? What's more yeah, important? You're, you're essentially you know paying I mean? more for, for a, a number. Score, basically. And so, um, when somebody gives you a huge loan, let's say for a house, right? They don't know if you're going to be good on paying off that house loan. You know, piece by piece, because usually you pay off everything at once, and they know that you can't pay off the house all at once. You have to pay little by little, but you don't have a history of doing that. Mm-hmm. So that it could affect you in that way. But like like Wayne said, um, you don't want to just be giving away money. Mm-hmm. You don't. So, for example, I always pay off whatever I whatever my my limited or not my limit whatever I use in credit I pay it off in full before it ever hits the interest before it ever hits the minimum amount whenever the minimums do I pay everything mm-hmm. and my credit score is pretty good but uh, I don't really have a history of paying on um, paying on that debt but it, it hasn't affected me so like you said it, it works about the, at the same level but the difference is you're not, I'm not giving away extra money. Right. right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm still billing credit, but I'm not giving away extra money. Right. So essentially you potentially, potentially are building credit marginally slower, but without losing any additional funds. Not, no, not necessarily. Not even that. Once, huh? once, you use a, once you have a credit card, a credit card is like an like a active loan at any point in time. Right. So if you're, once you swipe your card, that's, that's debt right there. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Now, compared to someone who decides that they want to pay um, $50 in debt for six years versus uh, paparazzi who decided to use his card for six years. Mm. Y'all are paying on the same loan. The difference is, is that he's paying on every dollar spent. You're paying on interest. Mm. So y'all are actually gonna be building credit the same if his usage of the card matches the same amount of payments that yours I see. You see what I'm saying? I do, I do, yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, generally I also just like pay my entire bill all at once. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I I usually check my account like every two weeks and just double check and be like, okay. Because here's another thing I I was told, and I don't know if this is true anymore, uh, but it was that you should never, like if you have a $5,000 credit limit. Yeah, don't max it out. Yeah, don't max it out. And you should never spend more than, I think, what was it, 50%? 30%. 30%. 30%. Okay, so if you got $1,000, then you should only be using uh, $300 out of that $1,000 in credit mm-hmm. and then paying that off, which you, is kind of unusual. You can do more, but right. it just is better if you do 30%. It shows restraint, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so you can explain you know, why you don't want to max that out. It still comes out, it comes out to a matter of character. Yeah. Only the three seeds, it's just a matter of character. It's like, can, how, how much, not this person, we've given this person $5,000 in credit. What is he doing with it? Mm-hmm. Does is he always choosing to spend every dollar? How much can we trust the person that just spends the maximum of what they have immediately and on what? And you know what I mean? Right. Like, so these are the things. This is what you basically get called into question. My golden rule, if I'm trying to help someone build their credit, would be ten percent. Don't go above that. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, um, 
but everybody has their thing because it still comes down to can you pay it off? Yeah. Hmm. Your usage of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I know people, including me, sometimes I, I just decide I want to take out a this, the max cash events. I mm-hmm. do it all the time. You know? <laughs> um, but as soon as I take it out, I immediately pay it back. Right. Um, all because instead of just going to the ATM and taking out money off my bank, mm-hmm. uh, that's simply So money. explain, like, the, what was it, credit to debt ratio? Because that's basically what the whole basically maxing out your credit is. Exactly. So, yeah, go ahead. It, no, that's, I mean, it, it, the, uh, the word speaks for itself. It's like credit, it's, yeah. like, it's like that that credit to that, but just more or less like income to debt. But credit to that would be the reverse of that. Income is cash. Credit is someone else's cash. Mm-hmm. And how much debt are you in versus how much do you have available? Simply that. And um, that's why I say 10% because it always looks good if you are only 10% in the hole compared to how much this person actually just gives you. Yeah, because yeah. if you, if you max it out, you max it out, it's kind of like saying, this person likes to live on the edge. Yeah. They like to like spend as much money as they don't own as possible and then pay it off little by little. Yeah. So this this guy might be a liability. I don't know if I want to give him a huge loan for a house if he's going to be doing stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment because you know $5,000, depending on where you live, is a lot of money. Like I can, I can reliably, yeah. very reliably, live off of two thousand yeah. dollars, right? And that's all bills and expenses paid for. So mm-hmm. like that additional three thousand dollars, I, I most situations I don't even spend a thousand out of my five thousand dollar limit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so that's a lot. Right. So I've got a lot of extra credit that's just lying there that I'm like, I'm never going to touch it because I don't, I don't need to. So, and that's just kind of a golden rule of. of budgeting is always kind of live below your means or or don't try to live above your means right if you only make a thousand dollars a month then and you get a credit card like don't utilize that to try to live to a twelve hundred dollar a month when you only make a thousand because now you owe that two hundred dollars in debt and that's just going to compile on top of this and and that's the scary part about credit is people who don't know how to manage money they get all this money and they think they have all this money like you get a ten a five thousand dollar credit limit you think you have five thousand dollars you don't You, you need to you got to pay that back. So. Right. Can I, let me, just for the audience, really, um, so that people aren't mixed up with income, cash, and credit, it's like, if you were to look at um, credit as someone else's car that you borrowed, mm-hmm. um, what are you doing in the car? You drag racing in the car? Right. And uh, how close to curbs are you hitting? Are you getting like an inch away from the curb, that's spending 90% of your credit. Mm-hmm. If I'm outside watching you drive my car that way, I'm going to be a little bit more reluctant to let you just drive my car again versus you driving safely down the road, a.k.a. 10 yeah. to 30%. Or more expensive <clears throat> tank. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You taking like, care of that? You, yeah. you got me? I'll be willing to increase your, your credit a little yeah. bit. I'll be, I'll be willing to give you a little bit more money. You know, that's... That's that's how you build. You show people what you choose to do, what you, what they give you. Makes oh yeah, sense. if somebody lets you borrow their Buick, and then like, and then you you come back later, like I want to borrow your Mercedes. But, like I that saw how you drove that there. Buick. I don't <laughs> I don't know if I yeah, want to yeah, let yeah, you yeah, drive yeah, my Mercedes. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. There he comes. That's a good analogy. I yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Essentially, you can upgrade the car. Exactly. If you're able to drive that car. Yeah. I'll well enough, you, you refuel the gas, yep. you play the laws, you do all that good I'll stuff. give you a $1,000 credit, but you max that out all the time. I don't know if I'm going to give you a home loan. Yeah. Because you're, you're probably not going to pay us back because that's way, that's way good heavy. Good stuff. Well, if this is not reason enough, like go pay your credit card debts. I'm actually going to look at my phone right now and uh, pay off the debt that I know that I currently have. 
But you guys got anything else? Um, there's, there's still more to credit all around. Um, yeah, the, we're, we're, what we really ended up covering a lot today of was uh, individual forms of credit. There's still ways that uh, after you have an established company, how companies look at credit um, and why, and, you know, the different reasons companies even deal with credit versus, you know, maybe stocks and using their own income. There's, there, there's a lot of different reasons for using credit, in, even more in the individual term as well. So, you know, you can still do your research. And, um, <clears throat> you know, depending on the outcome of how, you know, we, the feedback we get from this podcast, we could go into more depth about this. Yeah, I, 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 I think we should definitely go into <clears throat> how to build credit and ways of building it and ways of fixing it if you already mm. destroyed it. Mm. So, yeah, well, that's all we got for, t- for this one now. All right, so I guess that's going to wrap it up for Summit Podcast, Episode 3. Talked about credit and all the things that come with it. Hope you all enjoyed this, and we will see you next week. Until my